going through Advent. And I have bring, I'm bringing back a guest that I had on two years ago. She was actually episode four, and which is crazy because I think this is episode like 96. So 92 episodes later, I thought I'd have her back. Um, my guest today is Stephanie Page, and she's from Stories Foundation and a friend. And back on episode four, she was talking about how she got to the place of starting the Stories Foundation, so you can go back and listen to that if you want to. But today we are going to be talking about Advent Hope. So welcome back to the table stuff. Thank you, Angie. So glad to be here. I'm so glad to have you. There's, I can't believe it's been over two years. It's, I know. Where does time go? I know. It's crazy. Yes. I wanted to think that of all that's happened in the last two a years, lot, too. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like <laughs> That actually feels like a long time ago. There was and no food truck. Changed. Yeah. 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 Well, it was, yeah. It, yeah. Maybe it had just happened. Maybe you just got it? When was the first we summer? Finished, we just finished our third season. Oh, okay. So. You must have been maybe, 17, 18, 19? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you yep, just so we finished. Might have done, but that first season, we didn't do very many events. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. now it's changed. So we'll talk a little bit yeah. about that. Well, why don't we just start there? Or, do you want to say anything else about yourself to introduce yourself? That's good. Your I have wife, four girls. We're just four. talking about that. Yeah, I have mm-hmm. a husband. He's a children's pastor, and I have four little girls. And Before- my oldest is almost a teenager. She'll be 13 here in a month. And that is so strange. Very, a new season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what we'll call that. Yeah, a new season. <laughs> and before we started so. recording, I was talking about your youngest, Ella, mm-hmm. and I'm the youngest of four girls. And so when I see her on your Insta stories with the crown and the twirling, I'm like, I just get her. Kindred spirits. <laughs> yeah. I love so it. Cute. <laughs> oh, so cute. So why don't you give us a little bit of an update of what's gone on in the last couple of years with Stories Foundation? Yeah, yeah. So we run the food truck, as we were talking about, and that has been going really really well it's really successful for those of you who don't know the food truck is called the freedom truck and we go around the twin cities and do all kinds of um, events and business lunches and any all the things with mm-hmm. food trucks and spread awareness about human trafficking this last summer we highlighted a different nonprofit every month and then wrote them a check of at least 10 percent of our profits so that was very fun just to help people understand human trafficking and the mm-hmm. people that are fighting against it. And so, yeah, that's been really fun. And then we added catering. We started catering last January, so almost a year. And that has just taken off specifically after we closed up the truck for the season. Mm-hmm. So we're doing tons of catering events, which is very, very fun and getting into lots of places and doing awareness with that. So just using food as a vehicle for awareness about human trafficking and to fundraise. Well, and what's so great about that is that the human trafficking is such a heavy, big, weighty topic. Mm -hmm. But then to do something fun like the food truck. Yeah, it helps. And catering. I I mean, we hope it helps anyway. Yeah, (laughs) a little gentle. (laughs) A little more gentle. Yeah. 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 Well, at least you're eating something that tastes really good while you're (laughs) hearing about an awful issue that really does affect all of us. So right. 
Well, and and I think you talked about this too the last time that you were here, spending money that you would already spend, but have it be more purposeful. Yes. Trying to think outside the box for fundraising, fundraising, Mm -hmm. you know, there's so many nonprofits that are doing amazing things and we can't give to all of them, but maybe if you can have us cater your lunch instead of Jimmy John's and you're art, you're doing something different. You would already do. Right. And knowing that it's going to something good. Right. So, and it is good for yeah. that. I can vouch for it is. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> I still think it's good yeah. after three years and we're making new things all the time. We're, we're evolving. So mm-hmm. that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the fun thing about it being the freedom truck versus like, what is that other one? Well, we won't name any other names, but ones that have names that are specific to what it is that they yes. sell. <laughs> yes, that's true. That's yeah. true. We didn't want to get tied down. We really just didn't know what we were doing. So. Yeah, because you started with falafels and the falafel truck. That's kind of a mouthful. Yeah. It, it people would have been like, what? A what? People think they're like um, waffle cakes. Those are, or the funnel. What are the fun? That's what people oh, think they're getting cakes? sometimes. They think they're getting funnel cakes. They're like, with. With powdered sugar, we're like, no. Yeah. no. Oh, no, no. With hummus? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Bless savory. your heart. That's what we say in Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fun. Yep. So if people want to find out more about what's happening, where where would they go? Yeah. So storiesfoundation.org is our website. And then Facebook and Instagram, where Stories Foundation and the Freedom Truck have presences on both. And what we're doing that's really fun right now is we're going and doing in-home awareness dinners. So we Mm. bring dinner and the hostess invites, host or hostess invites five to ten of their closest friends. And we do an overview on human trafficking and then a discussion on how that community can engage in fighting against it. That's That's, been very fun. That's very fun. That's cool. Well, and what's cool about you going into people's homes and doing those dinners and giving them action steps after mm-hmm. is like it, it is adding the hope to yes to the problem that yes. not just it feeling like feeling because I think the common feeling when you learn about human trafficking is the helplessness and hopelessness yes. but to be able to offer something in the midst of that yes and I yeah. think that's exactly it and what I've learned in the last seven years of doing anti-trafficking awareness is that even though awareness has increased, action has not. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we really are trying to combat is how do we turn that awareness into action? And it really is getting going deeper with people and saying, I, I think we don't, there's a fear factor when we talk about things like human trafficking. And when we feel afraid, we just, at least I do, I don't want to think about the thing that makes me feel afraid, like the dentist, maybe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just don't think about it, then I don't, it's not real. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's not the answer for the dentist either, but not Mm -hmm. for human trafficking. We have to engage uh, in an issue like human trafficking because it is real. And And um, here, I mean, it's it's not just an overseas, far away, in the city thing. So we are the hope. The community members... Uh, specifically, I believe those who follow Jesus are the hope to the issue of human trafficking because we carry Jesus, we carry the light into the darkness and and exploitation is happening all around us. And so, yeah, it's been really cool to see people um, understand what's happening and then start to see their role in it, which is exactly how we're going to see things change. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's good. So then what we're going to talk about today is Advent Hope. And the reason why I wanted to have you talk about hope is because of the work that you do 
and yeah. thinking about the hope that Jesus, like Jesus came to set the captives free. And whether that's physically or spiritually, what is it that you think of when you think of Advent hope? Well, without Advent hope, we have no hope at all. Right. So that's what I think of. I think, (laughs) I think this world is a really dark and lonely and uh, hard and scary place at times and more often than we would like to admit. And because of Jesus, we have hope in something better and that we have hope now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have hope in eternity Same. and we don't have to live like enslaved to the hopelessness of, of those who don't have hope. Mm-hmm. So say a little bit more about the hope now, mm-hmm. what that looks like. Yeah. I think, you know, you look at people who are going through such horrific things in life. There are so many people and whether they are losing loved ones or they have addictions or they're in manipulative relationships or, they are being controlled by fear or they're pursuing things that aren't satisfying them. And I look at them and I, I, and I can get caught up in that too, right? We all can in this mm-hmm. cycle of, of hopelessness or lack of um, contentment or chasing things that won't really satisfy us. And the hope of Jesus combats that because he says, I am all you need right mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. He says, when you believe in me, eternal life starts now. We get to live in relationship with him, which is what is going to be so beautiful about eternity, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. And and then we have each other. And when we are authentic in relationship with each other, those of us who know Christ, uh, we get to have a taste, I think, of what heaven will be in that, too, in relationship, like sitting at a table together and laughing mm-hmm. and um, being united. And and then also we get to bring that hope out to those who don't know Jesus. And we need to give them a little taste of what that eternal life will be and yeah. that sweetness. So, yeah, I remember um, when we had, well, you know, my story, we had several miscarriages. Mm-hmm. And after we had the first one, I had told Todd, I just needed some time away. We were going away with his family. And so I was looking at scripture and I, th- so I went to Jeremiah 29, 11, because mm-hmm. the hope, hope for a future plans to prosper uh-huh. you, not to harm you plans for a hope and a future. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, okay, Lord, I understand I have the hope of eternal life, but what is my hope now? I need it. Right. I need it now. I need hope in this moment, not later. Right. And I kept reading and where it goes on to say that, when you seek me, you will find me. Seek me with all your heart, and I will be found by you, says the Lord. Right. And that that the hope is, and you touched on it, that we can have a relationship with mm-hmm. Jesus, and that it's so that he is always with us. That's what he said before mm-hmm. he ascended. Lo, I am with you always. It's what God said to Abraham. Lo, I am with yep. you always. That we're never, ever alone. It might feel true <laughs> that yep. we're alone, yep. <laughs> but it's not true, yep. even though it feels true. Right. And I think yeah. the hope, too, in that is that we can trust, we can trust God, mm-hmm. even in those moments where we don't understand why things went that way. Right. And not that he, you know, I, I think he's sovereign over all things, but not that he creates or intends bad things to happen. We live in a fallen world, but he, he is sovereign over that and he can use those things for our good. And so there's hope in that because if you lose all these babies, you know, and you don't believe in, in Advent hope in Jesus as your hope that he can take the broken, hard, hurtful things in your life and use them for good. Then there, then what, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. then it's just, 
sad mm-hmm. all the time. And it's just loss. It's just loss. Mm-hmm. And so that's the Advent hope is that God can be trusted to bring beauty from from loss and from pain. Yeah. So this is making me think a little bit, and you can tell you can say, I don't want to talk about this if you don't want to talk about it. It makes me think of the journey that you went on with the cafe because stories yeah. started out with stories, uh, stories cafe mm-hmm. and you had found a building and I was, ex- I mean, I was so hopeful. I really thought it was going <laughs> to happen <laughs> and, yeah. and then it didn't. Yeah. I yeah. mean, so what do you do in a situation mm-hmm. like that? Like what does hope look like in that and after that when the outcome isn't what you wanted it to be? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was last fall that we tried to buy a building and it didn't work out. And I can say now, in retrospect, it's good that that it didn't work out, that it worked how it was supposed to. And I also believe that we needed to go through or just me. I'll just mm-hmm. say me. I needed to go through the process because when you step out in faith and you take a risk like that, it, it's like almost like I got thrown into this pot of boiling water and then mm. all the imperfections just came to the surface. So God could deal with some of those things that needed to be dealt with in my relationship with him. And really the question, do I trust God? Mm. Do I trust God? Do I trust that he, that this is his work? Do I trust that the results and the, the end game isn't up to me? Although you worked really hard. I mean, it's not like you just... And that's how it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That is. So it's this funny thing where you have you do it. Faith is work. It is. Faith mm-hmm. is hard. You have to like step... You have to walk it out. First is belief. Belief is a choice. Mm-hmm. But how what we believe will determine how we act, right? right? Right. So then we have to act it out. And so, yeah, it was a ton of work. It was a ton of work. <laughs> and it was really hard. Um, but in the end, I had to... I had to disassociate myself from the results. And I, mm. that has been my journey of trusting God that he, that this is his thing and it's not my thing and he will accomplish it. And it really won't have a lot to do with me. I mean, I'll be there. I'm going to keep showing up. That's my new thing right now. I'm like, well, I'm just going to keep going. Mm-hmm. I'm just not going to quit. <laughs> so like, I should get a medal. No, I'm just yeah. <laughs> that's the that's why I ran a marathon. That's, I yeah. yet. that's why I did a marathon so I could get an actual medal yes. <laughs> by putting one foot in front of the other. Because <laughs> yes, life doesn't really. No. Anyways, I mean, we'll get a crown when we get to right. heaven. So that'll be good. I personally am actually looking forward to that. I know mm-hmm. we're going to lay it at Jesus' feet, but yeah. I, anyways, <laughs> side note. So yeah, I think, you know, January last year, I was in a really, I was in a really a hard place. I don't want to say defeated, but kind of. I remember I met somebody that I've been working with really closely the last few months and I met him in January and he was like, what? So what? Tell me about what stories does. And I seriously remember looking across from him going, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what we do. What are we doing? (laughs) So it, you know, it's what am I, I think to bring it back to hope, what am, what am I hoping in? Am I Mm -hmm. hoping in success? Am I hoping in um, affirmation or applause from humans? Am I hoping in that things are going to happen the way people think they should happen on the the timetable they think they should happen? Am I hoping in that I'll be justified by people? All of that hope is not Advent hope. All of that hope will disappoint. Right. But those kinds of hope, I feel like they have a strong pull. 
They do. They have a very they strong do. pull. And when yes. they're and ripped away. It's painful. It's very painful. It's painful. But I will say that where I sit today, I feel very, most days, 90 plus percent of the time, I feel very um, separated from the results. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of hope in God and a lot of hope that he is and belief and faith that he is working it out the way he wants it worked out. And I really do believe he's going to do it in a way that only he gets the glory, which is exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. And and it's still a lot of work. It's, right. We're in our busiest, we're in our busiest season, probably even, you know, it's a lot of work, but, but it's better to hope in God than to hope in man. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, and it I sounds think so simple that <laughs> I think too, it can kind of, at least for me, I should only speak, speak for myself, maybe that it can shake the, like when you were talking, it felt like when you shake something and all the extra stuff uh-huh. falls off, uh-huh. but it can also shake our view of God and, yeah. and, and make yep. us question because we think we know who he is and then something happens and we're like, yep. this is yep. not who I thought you were. This is not right. what I thought your character right. was. Right. There was a lot of sleepless nights a year ago right now where I was up, I would wake up in the middle of the night, I couldn't sleep, I felt, I mean, there was, you know, a lot of things went along with trying to buy that building, we, there was a lot of personal attack, there, it was just mm-hmm. really hard, and then we got a lot of wrong information, or miss, I shouldn't say, I should say misinformation about what we could qualify for, and I learned okay. a lot about nonprofits and what, and money, and banks, and, you yeah. know, just so much <laughs> learning, so much yeah. learning, and, and really, I don't think we could have helped what happened. It just, it just is the way it is. And, mm-hmm. and things that we didn't know and the people who were advising us didn't know. Um, but in the midst of all that, I still believed that God, and I still believe that he can do anything, right? Like he could mm-hmm. have made that happen mm-hmm. if he wanted to. And so just on my face saying, are you going to leave me here? Like kind of feeling abandoned. Mm-hmm. Like I stepped out big, God. Right. Like, in public. Are you really going to abandon me? Or, yeah. Right. Majorly public. And there was a little bit there, too, where I, like, I remember there is this article that came out. This was more into the New Year little, and it was horrible about stories. And I put it, I had to go to the grocery store, and I, like, put a hat on. I, I was going to wear my story sweatshirt, and I did it. I put it, like, a big sweatshirt on. I, like, wanted to be undercover. I'm like, what if someone recognizes me? Oh, no. Like, you know, you can just feel so alone, but. God doesn't abandon us and he does fight for those who follow him and he fights for his, he's about his glory and truth always comes out. And he, he really, I got to see who he is in new ways Mm -hmm. because I went through those things. So my faith was increased Mm -hmm. and my, my view of how he does protect us and lead us and, even in the midst of all of that. So it, it was worth it. It was good. We came out better on the other side, but it was very hard yeah. to walk through. Painful. So. Mm-hmm. so is that what the catering came out of then? Cause you- well, yeah, actually, probably, because we knew that we needed, right, because we would hope to have a building mm-hmm. last January. And we knew we had to keep doing, having income right. when we weren't running the truck, really. So that's where catering comes in. And actually, catering is a better income stream, a more reliable income stream for us than the trip, than the truck. So okay. it's and people it's easy and people love it. And 
super versatile and yeah so it's it's worked really well and we can do awareness better when we cater because we aren't stuck in the truck we can talk more and it's Mm -hmm. more intimate with the truck we saw like maybe 5,000 people this summer came through the truck but it's it's more of like a wide net where with catering we get to go deep with people and with these dinners we do we get to go deep and so it's both and right you need to go wide and you need to go deep so but yeah we probably we wouldn't be catering if we had had a building I mean we would have eventually but not like we are now we wouldn't be doing this at home Mm-hmm. dinners mm-hmm. which have been super impactful so god knows he right you know mm-hmm. which <laughs> is easy to know. say now almost a year later oh, to yeah. see with the mm-hmm. with hindsight one of the things yeah. that you had wanted to do was to have people who had been rescued from human trafficking mm-hmm. be involved mm-hmm. in working with yep. stories and the food truck and everything are you still able to do that with catering and with the food truck we will pursue that once we have a building. So okay. once we have something that is stable and where there are a lot of different avenues for mm-hmm. people to join in, we'll, we'll pursue that. Okay. And it's cool, too, to see how how God is bringing different people with the same heart together. Mm-hmm. I really want to f- copy, follow, be a part of the model of Thistle Farms down in Nashville, mm-hmm. Becca Stevens. That's really my vision. We need that here, up here so badly. We have a lack of long-term restorative care here in the Twin Cities, and we need that model. And it's cool to see how through these collaborative efforts that we have been doing as anti-trafficking leaders over the last 10 months that God is bringing people together who have the same vision for training women, giving them jobs. We know we need housing. So he's moving, and I felt that too, probably six or seven months ago, like kind of felt my spirit, like just, just trust me because I'm putting all the pieces together, Mm. you know, and I, I'm a firm believer that, that when we're unified as believers, that God will be even more glorified and that I don't want to do this by myself. It's awful and hard. And so I do think he's doing something bigger Mm -hmm. than just me and just stories. And, and we will get to a point where we'll be helping women who really need it and we really that's a huge need here in the twin Cities. so um so yeah i'm excited for what's coming still in the future well that makes me think of ephesians 3 20 and 21 that god will Mm -hmm. do more than we could even ask or imagine or think to ask that always blows Mm -hmm. my mind like like i think i feel like i have a pretty good imagination me too and like he would go beyond it is amazing to me yeah, I'm a huge visionary. So if he's if he's dreaming bigger than me, then right, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just wrote my board last night again, and I titled the email "An Idea," and I'm sure they like. <laughs> Here's another one. <laughs> Maybe they didn't even open it. Oh no, I don't know if I want to read another idea first. <laughs> oh. So, what are you hoping that 2020 looks like? Oh, I hope we have a building in 2020. Mm. I really do. I. I have a lot of hope for that. And I we're, we have some conversations happening right now where it we could be moving in that direction. And I, I'm holding it really loosely, but I have a lot of hope for that. So. so something that's, are you hoping for a building that's like a cafe or something that's more holistic like the Thistle Farms model? Mm, and if we'll people, if you don't cafe. know, yeah, people, if you don't know what yeah. Thistle Farms is, I will put yeah, it in the, up. yeah, I'll put it in the show notes, but go yes. look it up. They're doing amazing work. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the cafe will come first simply because it will be an income generator. Mm-hmm. 
So what the last year has really forced us to do is to really tighten our financials and our business plan and how we'll actually run a cafe and what that will look like. And, and it will make money Mm -hmm. um, for sure after the first year. And that's money that we would need in order to do restorative care really well. So it will, so that will come first. And then, and then hopefully as this collaboration is happening, I think what will happen is maybe a few different nonprofits will get together and we'll do something more collaboratively, which is what I've always wanted to. I don't ever want stories to be, I don't think any nonprofit can do everything. Right. We can't do everything well. So I imagine a a group of us that do different parts of restorative care and, and coming together and, and doing that. So, yeah. Well, that's exciting. I didn't yeah, know it that. It, I mean, that feels. I didn't. I didn't even know that that was something that was on the horizon. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, I hope. Perhaps, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. I have. I have a. I have a. What? Oh, sure. Hope. Right? Isn't that faith? Faith is being sure of what you hope for and certain of what you do not see. Mm-hmm. So, I think. I do think God is working, and I do feel like twenty twenty will be the year we've been. Um, doing this anti-trafficking stuff seven years so isn't that there's that's something right wow seven so yeah this will be we're going into year number eight in July it'll be eight so I I do I have a lot of hope and I have a lot of faith and and I don't feel like my emotional state is connected to whether it happens the way I think it will or not and that all is a huge testimony yeah that's huge I mean because it was something that was so personal to you when it started yeah Yep. And it still is. I mean, it's right. my life. And I, you know, there's still moments I'm very human. There are a lot of moments where I'm like, what are we doing? And are we, you know, are we really what we're trying to do is shift a culture. Right. So that's, that's Big. audacious. <laughs> and, and when you're trying to shift a culture, you know, to see a person as, as something to be valued instead of something that you are entitled to get something from. And I think mm-hmm. we all have done that. Mm-hmm that takes a lot of work and you don't see a lot of impact right away. So some days it's like, you know, does this matter? But it does matter. And, and it's, it's the results are up to him. Mm -hmm. And for this impact driven Enneagram (laughs) eight, I will trust God with the results. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. So is there, Oh, coffee. You're doing coffee now too, right? Yes. Coffee club. Is that what it's called? We have a coffee club. Yep. So you can sign up for that. And we send out a different roast every month. And then depending on what level you sign up with, we send out fair trade chocolate bar and things like that. So very yeah, fun. that's very fun. And we, we cater coffee. We do desserts. We did a, like a women's event where we did dessert and coffee. And yeah, we're doing all the things. It's very fun. And all of that is at storiesfoundation.org? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll make sure that's all in the show notes too. Is there anything that Stories is doing or that you're doing that we haven't talked about yet that you want to make sure we talk about or cover? We, we're doing some fun awareness things that will happen in the spring. Well, not even spring, February. Mm-hmm. So you could be kind of looking for that. We're partnering with Act United, which is a local nonprofit that um, goes into the schools and talks mm. to kids about sexting and sextortion and sex trafficking and all sexual exploitation. And we're partnering with them with their awareness event. It will be in February. Um, I don't have the exact date yet, but so that's fun. That's coming up Mm -hmm. and we're trying to end our year strong financially. We had, we, we actually have a bank looking at some of our finances right now. So 
it's important that we end 2019 strong. strong. So that's what I'm focusing on is just awareness and fundraising. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And that too, if someone wanted to donate, they can do that at yes. storiesfoundation.org. They can. Okay. Yep. And they could, or you, listener, you could be a monthly supporter too. You totally <laughs> That would be so nice. I would love that. Or you could, what I'm kind of trying to do right now, too, is if you want to start a Facebook fundraiser for stories, because Facebook, there are no fees. I don't know if everybody knows this, but for all the nonprofits in the world, I will tell you, Facebook is amazing because they don't take any cut of what you donate. So 100% of what you donate through Facebook goes directly to your nonprofit that you choose to support through Facebook. So whereas we could talk about the many annoying things about Facebook this is a positive thing right <laughs> that you can utilize because usually with payment processors there are fees anytime okay. you use do a tra- credit card transaction but Facebook waives those for nonprofits so so that's another way to donate yep very cool or yeah. any of your nonprofit friends that you want to support right but most likely stories foundation I mean that would be my <laughs> choice right now right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so now that things are getting busier and you're, you know, feeling hopeful about what's coming up next year, how are you retreating in the midst of oh. this process and, and everything that you're doing? What does retreat look like? And being a mom and a wife and uh-huh. all the hats that you wear, what does that look like? Yeah, that's a really um, timely question for me because I feel like in the last year I have had to be, I've had to learn about what retreating is for me. And what rest is for me. And I'm going back to the things that are that bring me joy to my soul, like mm-hmm. um, reading for things I want to read, reading for pleasure, mm-hmm. um, and listening to worship music, and going for walks, and making sure I take time when I have it. I've been gone a lot of nights, and so I'm giving myself grace to take mornings. And I think, at least I've always, there, we believe we tell ourselves stories about what success is and what you should do to be successful. And Mm -hmm. um, everybody's life is different. And I've been allowing myself to, to rest because if we don't retreat, if we don't rest and take in, take time, we're going to (laughs) die. Right. You'll burn out. But that's hard. I mean, I, it is hard with starting Mm -hmm. to work full time. There was one Mm -hmm. day where I thought I had a lot of shoulds. I should, I should, I should. Oh my goodness. And I thought, I said, kept saying to myself, it's okay to just sit down and read. Mm -hmm. It's okay to just sit down and not do anything. You don't have to do the dishes right now. The laundry will wait. But I had to, I I was so conscious of how many times I had to say to myself, it's okay. It's okay to not do anything right now. Yep. Yep. And that's, I think too, in the social media driven world, we can often feel like we're not doing enough or mm-hmm. that we're not doing the right things. So I've been learning to, I, I have a time limit on my social media that I try and observe daily mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and trying to do things that are, are good for me instead of scrolling and mm-hmm. um, binge watching Netflix, where is that has its place. It shouldn't, at least for me, it's not life giving. So right. Yeah, being in nature and and take, just taking time to do do those things. And I like what you mm-hmm. said too about finding what it looks like for you. Mm-hmm. Be- that's why I asked the question because mm-hmm. I think it looks different for everybody. Yeah, it's not a formula. 
Yep. And we spend too much time comparing ourselves mm-hmm. and thinking we have to do what other people do. And right. It's not, that's not it. Mm-mm. And then my other question is, do you have a favorite Christmas memory or tradition? Yes, I'm very excited because we always go as a family and get our Christmas trees together the day after Thanksgiving. So on okay. Friday, my parents and my, all my siblings, we all drag all of our kids. Oh, out wow. So that's a big farm, group. And we all, yeah, we all wait for everybody to find a tree. <laughs> down and then we <laughs> all go get it you know shook and then and there's usually a petting zoo and mm-hmm. a Santa there and it's very fun so I'm very I feel like Thanksgiving is later this year right it is so yeah last year I'm it was like, like on the 22nd kinda, or something yeah I'm itching although I did think yesterday if Thanksgiving had just been a week earlier then it wouldn't it wouldn't have snowed <laughs> like we would have not had a white Thanksgiving, but it's mm. okay. It's fine. <laughs> so I'm really excited for that. That'll be really, that'll be really fun and sweet. That's a tradition that we've had and we've kept. So I love that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming back and giving Aww. us an update on stories and taking time to talk about Advent Hope. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for asking. Oh, Merry Christmas. Let's share some cheers. Thank you for joining me for this Advent episode of the Retreat House Podcast. Thank you, Anna Marie Carey, for letting me use your music again. I love it. It's perfect. If you are wondering about anything we talked about in this episode, you can go find out more information in the show notes. If you want to keep up with Retreat House Podcast, you can find us on social media at Retreat House Podcast. If you want to keep up with me, you can find me at at Angela Smith MN. Thank you again for joining us, and I hope you're having a wonderful Advent. And so this Christmas, I hope you'll take the time to come on down to my side of town, cause you're a friend of mine.